Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers, whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with D. Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Friday, the 16th of February, 2024, and this is episode number 18 of our NBA pod. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back talking some hoops now that the week of footy or season of NFL football is done and dusted for the time being. We're going to run through all things NBA All-Star Weekend. In this pod, we're at the unofficial halfway mark, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, most teams have, have gone through about 50-plus games now, but there's uh, there's plenty to talk about and plenty of teams who are riding high and on the other side of the fence, plenty of teams who are, yeah, probably entering the lottery by now. <laughs> we're going to run through, probably before we start talking about our NBA All-Star Weekend, we're going to run through our best of the best for the last week of NBA action as well as our time to take out the trash. There has been a question that has come through about the All-Star game itself, so we're going to do a deep dive into that one, and we'll also run through a little recap of our best bets from yesterday and I guess a few days ago anyway, and we'll also try and find some winners for the NBA All-Star weekend. So why don't we start with our best of the best for the last week, and how can you not start with the best team in the NBA? Let's be honest, the Boston Celtics are absolutely flying. They've won six straight games on, a, on the back of a 3-0 and week. Pretty easy week when you look at the scheduling of what they had, but they took care of business. They traveled to Miami, always a, a bit of a tough one, I guess, in Miami with the history between those two teams. They won that one 110 to 106, then went into Brooklyn. Took care of business there, 118, 110. This Brooklyn team is a bit of an interesting one. Like sometimes they can look very, very good, and then sometimes they can look extremely bad. And they did exactly that on the third game of the week for the Boston Celtics, a home and home against the Brooklyn Nets. They went back to Boston Garden, TD Garden, whatever you want to call it, 136 to 86. Dear, oh dear, Brooklyn. My goodness, that was completely average. If you look at Jason Tatum, though, in the month of February, this guy should be heavily in the discussion for MVP. He is killing it. And obviously, in the best team in basketball and averaging the numbers that he is this season and and even over this seven-game stretch in February, he's been phenomenal. Tatum averaging just under 28.5, 28.4 points per game, 9.3 rebounds a night, and just under seven assists a game at 6.9 in the month of February, where Boston has gone 6-1. and one. Lost their first game in Feb and has currently yeah, won six straight games. They are 43-12, and 12, completely flying. They're, they're up four games on Minnesota for the best overall record and up six games on the Cavs for the best record in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, they are not struggling at all. The Boston Celtics, they're playing some extremely, extremely good basketball and it almost look like a shoo-in right now to, to make the NBA Finals. Something would have to go very, very wrong. Yeah, maybe... It could be. It could come down to the health of Kristaps Porzingis for for this team to, I guess, falter. As good as the Cavs are playing in second spot right now, they've overtaken the Milwaukee Bucks in second, who are now currently two and a half games ahead of them. You can't see Boston losing a seven game series to anyone. You really can't. All right, now let's go to. We'll go out west because yeah. There's no point talking about anyone else in best of the best talk apart from the Cavs, to be honest with you. But now we'll go out west now to, I guess, the best team in the west right now, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have won four straight on the back of a 3-0 and week themselves. They started the week extremely strong. They traveled to LA, and I think a lot of people would have thought that the Clippers, especially with how well the Clippers are playing, would have taken care of business. 
and they just they kicked their ass 121 to 100 there then they also had back-to-back wins against the Portland Trailblazers again kind of similar to Boston just taking care of business against teams that you should be beating beat them 121 to 109 a couple of days ago and then today just absolutely romped them in the second half 128 to 91 both games in Portland um, they're just playing so well they're 39 and 16 this Milwaukee, this Minnesota team sorry they pumped the Milwaukee Bucks last Friday as well and they seemingly just continue to be counted out or disrespected in the market themselves, yet they are first by, you know, a decent way out west. They really are. I mean, obviously, OKC and Denver are thereabouts, but they just get no love in the market. And Anthony Edwards is playing some extremely good basketball. Went off today for 34, 6, and 7. Towns just doing what he does. Rudy Gobert is playing very, very well. Will win the Defensive Player of the Year. Something going to have to go very wrong for him not to get it. He had another double-double today with 11 and 12. They're just... Yeah, they're playing super, super good hoops. I mean, like I said, 39-16. If you look at how, I guess, stacked that Western Conference is when you got OKC at 37-17, and 17, the Clippers 36-17, and 17, Denver not too far behind at 36-19. and 19. It's just, yeah, the top of the pecking order out West is just super, super strong. And when you've got a team like the Sacramento Kings who are in eighth spot right now at 31-23, and 23, I mean, what a first-round series that'll be. Minnesota and SAC if things were getting started today. The West is just so good. It's going to be a fun playoff watch. Uh, and it will be a very fun next couple of months when it comes to playing for seeding purposes out, out West for sure. Yeah, but that's Minnesota done and dusted. Another team who is absolutely flying right now. Now they've got their roster sorted, especially with the moves that they made at deadline to to really shore things up and add more pieces who will help this team win games and potentially make a playoff run is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they've won six straight games as well on the back of a 3-0 week. Destroyed the Oklahoma City Thunder, 146-111. to Followed that up with 112-104 victory against Washington. That one was key because, especially after you have such a big win against the likes of you know your OKCs and your, your heavy hitters out west, that next game against a, an opponent who is just genuinely horrific like the Washington Wizards are, you got to take care of business, and they did that again on the third game of the week against the San Antonio Spurs. They were they struggled a little bit in the first half, then kicked away, 116 to 93 yesterday. On the back of six straight wins, that now puts Dallas in seventh spot out west. It just shows you like all the heavy hitters are winning games, so it's hard to kind of make some moves, and they're they're not far off. You know, they're a couple of wins away from probably coming fourth right now. Just that's just how tight things are out west. It is it is stupid, stupid deep. And similar to kind of what we were just saying before about Minnesota playing sack if things, you know, started right now. OKC versus Dallas in the playoffs if things started today. <laughs> just be must-watch TV. It really would. Uh, the Western Conference playoffs and the playing tournament, you know, when you got the likes of the Lakers up against Golden State right now in the 9v10 battle would just be amazing to watch. It really would. Can't wait. Playoffs can start soon enough, but we've got to wait two months, unfortunately. So, <laughs> yeah, that is the best of the best wrapped up, though, for the week. Why don't we take out some trash before we start talking about some NBA All-Star weekend action? All right, we get a couple of teams who have been thereabouts, and... We mentioned one of them last week due to the fact that they just completely blew their team up. But we'll start with we'll start out east first, and we'll go to Washington. Losers of eight straight games, and if we all remember how bad Detroit were to start the year, Washington were mentioned as well at the same time as being 
just as bad. It was just that Detroit were on a you know twenty odd game losing streak. Washington have lost eight straight. They're only now one win ahead of the Detroit Pistons. It's embarrassing. Zero and three week. I guess if you look at the week that they've had, you'd think how are they ever going to beat any of those teams? And you know they really weren't. Didn't lose by a whole lot, but at the same time, just didn't really look like winning. They lost one hundred and thirteen to one hundred nineteen to the Philadelphia 76ers, one hundred and four to one hundred and twelve at Dallas, and then finished. Losing 126 to 133 at the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, they're borderline unwatchable. They really are. I honestly expected Kyle Kuzma to get moved at the deadline. Really did. And he's come out and said that he wants to try and build something special in Washington. Ah, Kuz, you're either a very good liar or there's uh, there's something in the water in Washington that's making you say those kind of things because it's going to be hard to build anything other than through the NBA draft and you could be getting yourself a number one pick next year. It's not one of the best drafts, I think, of all time, but I think if a lot of people watch the NBA, Alexander Saar could be that number one pick and he could slot straight in at the starting center spot because... Similar to what we mentioned about Dallas before and our best of the best were the moves they made for PJ Washington and also a former Washington big, which was Daniel Gafford. He's been phenomenal for Dallas. He really has. So, yeah, Washington are going to miss him for the rest of the season, but it could work out all right if they get Alexander Saar. Yeah, this team that we're going to mention right now in the trash, uh, they were in the best of the best for a couple of weeks. (laughs) They really were throughout the season. But, yeah, then they just blew up their team for no reason whatsoever and they don't look like a playing team at all anymore. The Utah Jazz have lost four straight games. Like we said, ever since the most idiotic of trades, the multiple trades that there were, you know, with losing Fontecchio for starters, Kelly Olenek, Otari Baji, um, it's just trash. They really blew their whole team up. It, they don't look like they're playing great basketball. They're still playing somewhat of an exciting brand of hoops, but they're, just, they're not winning games. So they had themselves at 0-3 week. They're now two and a half games back of the Golden State Warriors for 10th, um, currently sitting in 11th, and they just lost to them today as well. So if you look at the week they had, they actually lost two games this week to Golden State, 127 to 109, then lost the LA Lakers 138 to 122 at home. And then, like I said, today lost 140 to 137 there. They came back, showed a little bit of something late in that game. Markkinen didn't have one of his best nights. He missed a couple of threes late in this one. John Collins threw it out of bounds when you know they had a timeout, so I don't really know what they were doing. They kind of somewhat panicked, but I guess when things are going bad, it's just a, it's a domino effect. You don't really know. You don't really know what's going on. Or how to finish games in that matter. You know, if you've got two timeouts, you're not going to take him into the next game with you. It's either bad coaching or you know, there's got to be some kind of floor leader out there to lead the way to say, shoot, let's call a timeout here, draw something up with four seconds to go rather than get no rib and throw it over the back of my head. So, yeah, pretty bad, pretty bad. And that is the trash done for the week. Let's start talking NBA All-Star Weekend. It's a busy one now. Like we said, it's the unofficial halfway mark of NBA season and all things are getting started tomorrow we got the celebrity matchup coming in I'll be honest I ain't going to be watching that so <laughs> followed by that we got the rising stars challenge it's a a little bit different to I guess what it used to be which is just the rookies up against the sophomores now they've got four teams kind of competing against each other you got team power team Tamika team Jalen and also team Detlef which is just purely led by a G League outfit there. So you think Team Detlef's going to struggle a little bit. I actually think Team Tamika is probably one of the most talented teams for sure, but it really will depend, I guess, on how much they're able to pay 
Paolo Banquero, I guess, in that lineup with Jaden Ivey. Because if he plays max amount of minutes, he's obviously got to play in in the actual All-Star game. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. If he's able to play a lot, I feel like they beat Team Jalen. I feel like they will, for sure. But he does have some very good pieces himself. He's got Jalen Williams and also Chet Holmgren, you know, two OKC guys that can that can do their business. And both of those two guys are playing some very good basketball for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you look over across at the other side of the draw, Team Powell will be facing off against Team Detlef. It's almost, a, I guess, a walk-in to the final of the Rising Stars Challenge. He's got some, he's got some very good players on his team, Powell Gasol, and one of my all-time favorite basketball players as well. So he's hoping he can lead the way as a coach here. He's got Wemby, Brandon Miller in their lineup as well. So you'd like to think they're definitely going to make the final, and it'll be a pretty tight battle either way, I think, in the final, regardless between those three teams. Unfortunately, as good as Detlef Schrempf was <laughs> playing, playing the NBA back in his day, he will not be featuring in the final come the Rising Stars Challenge. Three-point contest, probably one of the best events of the weekend. It really is. What a field we've got this year. You got Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Jalen Brunson. You got homegrown Tyrese Halliburton coming in. He's going to get plenty of love from that Indianapolis crowd. Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Larry Markinen, and Malik Beasley to, to round up that crew. Damian Lillard going for back to back crowns. You've also got Carl Anthony Towns, who was, a, I guess, a previous winner in this competition and was a pretty big price back then too. It was about plus eight fifty, I believe it was, or nine dollars fifty there for him. But I think this time around there's just been some elite guard play this year and, and shooters who have just, you know, really been lights out. And one guy who's continually disrespected all the way through, he was snubbed as an all star to begin with, Trey Young. Trey Young will make the final as a prediction here. Jalen Brunson will also join him. He is playing some of the best basketball in the league right now, and they will be joined by Damian Lillard because at the end of the day, he is the best shooters probably in this field and one of the best shooters of all time as well. So he's going to compete again for a title in this one. As much as it would be great to see Tyrese Halliburton do these things, I don't think he's going to do enough uh, in the three-point contest. And if anyone watched the Pat McAfee show today to see how bad he shot it. <laughs> I know it was from deep, but yeah, he, he missed he missed a fair few, so he's hoping he can have a better showing in the three-point contest. Three-point shootout comes around after that with uh, Steph Curry up against Sabrina Ionescu. Sabrina actually broke the record in the WNBA three-point uh, sh- contest, I guess, last, last year. She scored 37 points of a possible 40. That is impressive. It really is, and she's going up against... Arguably, I don't really think it's even an argument. He is our greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. He really is. And probably, I mean, when, when you think about it, I don't think anyone's ever shot it better than Sabrina Inescu has from the three there. So this one's going to be fun. It really will. She's going to be shooting from the uh, WNBA three-point line while Steph is to be shooting from the NBA three-point line. They could have a bit of fun with it. Sabrina has openly come out and said this week that she wants to shoot it from the NBA line. So... Maybe if she comes out and wins, you know, next year it could be one of those things where she shoots it from the NBA three-point line. But either way, it's going to be it's going to be a great showing. There is a market out there for over 45 and a half points combined score, and I'm going to be locking that in there between the two of them for sure. Someone something that is going to be starting first and foremost. I don't really have a a, a huge opinion on this. Will be the skills challenge. You got team paces, team top picks, and team all stars coming in. 
the All-Stars had plenty of youth on their side. This season, you know, you got uh, the likes of you know Trey Young and Tyrese Maxey, Scotty Barnes, who I think he's going to be a, an All-Star for years to come. He really will. Uh, they've got plenty of point guard play in their team as well, so I feel like they're going to be pretty, pretty tough to beat here. The Indianapolis crowd will get behind the team paces, I think, especially having someone like a Halliburton, Benedict Matherin and Miles Turner when it comes to the shooting side of things I think they're going to be the best team to watch there so if there's ever a I guess a market that kind of opens up in terms of to win what leg because it is kind of based on three legs in terms of points and whatnot I would be taking the paces there and in the passing category I'd probably be on the the team all-stars there just given their kind of all-star play but yeah it's an interesting one to watch but it probably will be the the least of my valued watches here in that one and last but not least the dunk competition has lost some appeal over the last few years. It really has. But I feel like the addition this year of Jalen Brown has kind of given it something. And I think if he competes to a level where he almost beats Mac McClung coming in, uh, who's going for back-to-back crowns, the, the G League player himself, Mac. If Jalen Brown can compete here, it, it, it could open things up for the likes of Ja Morant or Zion Williamson next season to come in and say, shit, if Jalen's genuinely interested in this, he's an all-star in this league, a very, very good player at that, then maybe we should be going in this. Let's get the dunk comp back to what it was, to the days of, you know, Jason Richardson, Zach Levine, you know, when these guys were all going off in, in, in dunk comps. Like, those were the days where it was just awesome to watch. It really was, but... Yeah, I guess the last few years really haven't been all that, just given the, I guess, the star power kind of coming in and out of the dunk comp itself. But, yeah, having the likes of Jalen Brown coming this year, I think, give it a, a little bit more credibility coming into Indianapolis this year. So that is All-Star Sunday, or I guess All-Star Saturday over in the States, wrapped up in terms of the chat there. I'll be posting plays for all these, if just to kind of put it all in writing, I guess, for, for that. Uh, in terms of our, our best bets for the All-Star Sunday, I'll post those out on Saturday here, which will be tomorrow, or the Sunday morning. Uh, so keep your eyes out on TikTok and Instagram for that, at Trash Talk with D Bork. Keep following away, hit that subscribe button, keep sliding into my DMs, do what you got to do. <laughs> Last but not least, during the All-Star weekend, it is going to be the All-Star game on Monday. So we are back to the original format of the game. I guess the last few years have had that Elam ending, which has been fun to watch. It's made things pretty competitive too, especially if it's a tight game. You get a lot more you know, defensive kind of grind in the last quarter, but we've gone back to the original format here. No more you know, captains picking or draft picks, which was a, which was a little bit of fun, <laughs> really was. You just never know what you're going to get out of this All-Star game because probably two of the best players in the league, Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic, both players could not care less about the All-Star game. They really can't. If you look at their totals for... The game itself, it, it speaks volumes. You know, you're never gonna you're never gonna see Nikola Jokic over under eight and a half points, and and Doncic nine and a half. They're usually at the very least another twenty points on top of that. But those two guys don't really care about the All Star game. They let they let the kids have their show, which is you know you're gonna see a lot of Shea Gilgis Alexander, Anthony Edwards out there. I think putting on a bit of a clinic. Donovan Mitchell loves himself an All Star game. Loves his loves his three balls too. But I think the biggest call of the lot. And keep your eyes and ears out for this one. Tyrese Halliburton. If anyone opens up on assists, I feel like he's going for 15 to 20 in this one. <laughs> he will. He is going to look to dime and potentially break an assist record when it comes to all-star game assists because he is one of the best point guards in the league, one of the best distributors 
in the league as well. So, like we said, he's probably not going to shoot it as much in this game. I think he's just going to look to dime a lot to you know, especially when he's got guys like you know Giannis to to lob the ball to. There could be about five or six alley oops going to going to Giannis himself. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one to watch there for sure. LeBron's playing in his nineteenth or twentieth All Star game, which is absolutely absurd. Yeah, you can get about plus seven hundred or eight dollars about LeBron James winning the MVP. I don't do I think LeBron James wins the MVP? I'm going to say no. I'm going to side with Torres Halliburton winning the MVP in this one. I think that he's going to be pretty active. And someone that we mentioned earlier, which was Jason Tatum, I know he won the MVP last year. I feel like he's going to be thereabouts again this season. There's, I mean, there's plenty of value across the board. There always is with uh, with these all-star events. I think it's one of those things that LeBron somewhat cares about winning <laughs> winning MVP anymore, to be honest with you. Kevin Durant, he's always up there, thereabouts, you know, especially if the West wins, it's a it's a shooter's game. So he is he's also every chance of potentially taking home the crown. But I'm gonna side with someone young, which is which is Tyrese Halliburton there, especially at home in Indiana, you get plus thirteen hundred or thirteen dollars about him winning that there for the Eastern Conference or Donovan Mitchell at $21 or plus 2100 to win the, the MVP of that. If you're looking for Eastern Conference stars out West, I think there's a big runner for someone like Anthony Edwards, who's been phenomenal this year. He really has. And you can get him at around that $11 mark or plus 1100 for for him to take home the crown. So I'd be looking at that. Yeah, some of these some of these older players now, especially with the likes of you know, Giannis and Dame, like as, as much as they're going to put up their numbers, I don't think they're going to care as much this year, especially with especially with the Bucks drop off somewhat over the last couple of weeks. I don't they're not playing with enough confidence to potentially I don't know care too much about this. I feel like they're going to take a bit of a back seat in this one and let the young fellas kind of kind of get their stat lines. I think to to more so focus on the next couple of months coming up. But yeah, that is All Star All Star Monday. I feel it's going to be a good watch. It really will. We did actually have a question come through on our socials at Trash Talk with Debalk there on Instagram. Thanks for sending that through at Dutchy Nate, the great man, loves his Houston Rockets. He's got a say on the All Star total though himself, three hundred and sixty five and a half. What are your thoughts on that? That seems insanely big. It does seem insanely big. We are back to the original format, as we mentioned though in the past. Uh, it's had that Elam ending, which has kind of sided with some lower scoring battles, I guess, especially when you know, your target score needs to be X from what you're up at going into the last quarter. Last year, even with the Elam ending though, you had 359 points scored. So with a total of 364.5, where the match is going to be fully timed going into the last, or 365.5, sorry, depending where you're looking, it might not be enough. And especially with the way that the NBA is scoring the basketball this season. I mean, you just got to look at past past scores. And when scoring had started to kind of go up somewhat in 2016, 196 to 173, they had 369 points scored in 2017, 192 to 182 in New Orleans, I believe it was, with Anthony Davis winning the MVP there, so 374 points scored. So if I'm to give someone a quick call now for you, Dutchy Nate, let's give this guy a call and see what he thinks. 
We are taking the over 364 and a half in this one on Monday. We're all in here. There's a chance this game could have 400. <laughs> it really is. If they start out, I think there's a there's a chance you know you're going to have a maybe even two 100 plus point quarters in this one. Every chance. There's just so much youth now coming through in the All Star game. These guys are going to be excited as, as long as they're not you know nervous or scared about hitting shots. There's going to be some points scored in this battle. There really is. But as always, we're going to post more of those plays on Sunday and Monday. So keep your eyes out on socials for that at Trash Talk with D-Balk on Instagram and TikTok. Given this show has come through on Friday, we mentioned the NFL is taking a bit of a break now that it's in the offseason, probably for a couple of weeks. So we're going to look to fire up two episodes of the NBA every week. Still working out the days there. Probably looking at you know Monday or you know, Friday or Saturday and whatnot for those. So... Keep your eyes out on socials there. Every time we kind of send send some comms out for that, we'll be we'll be firing it up. So I'm excited. Should be a great weekend of basketball. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy it all. Like we said, keep your eyes out on socials for more best bets. Let's hope things end a little bit better than how they did yesterday for us with our friend Shengun losing another one by one. He's lost two in a row for us for a rebound and a point. And uh, Jared Allen going under by two. But hopefully we'll find some winners this weekend. I hope you all enjoy. Have a drink. Have a bet. Do whatever you got to do. Just enjoy it all. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and enjoy enjoy the week off of proper NBA basketball as well. It's been, uh, it's been a grind to start this season. Plenty of fun. And it's going to be a, a very, very fun last couple of months for sure. But this has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. I am out of here.